Welcome to Mulder Was Right. Here we discuss conspiracy theories and alternative facts. My name is Curtis. I am your host today. Everyone else's name is Joe Anderson and Brendan. And Joe's back. And there's Joe again. All righty. Uh, Skeet will not be joining us. Um, he is currently at work hunting big feet in the amazon that's what he's doing that's far more Skeet is making millions of dollars hunting bigfoots in the amazon big old amazon feet <laughs> that's Get what em. he's doing <laughs> so i have a topic for you guys today what do you guys know about free energy that sounds great dog let's do it it should be free it should be free all right okay capitalism it, is slavery to possess right. is to be possessed there we go yeah <laughs> If you love something, set it free. Do you love energy? I love energy. Intimately? Intimately. Like how in, how intimately? Me and energy? Look. You go way back. Okay, do look. you remember the ending of Atlantis? That intimately. When she turns into the energy lady and floats okay. down and Milo's just so, like, oh yeah. Better than the ending of Titanic where you literally let it go by letting it die. <laughs> Are you saying that Brendan freezes in the ocean and lets energy sit on the door? He probably, yeah, yeah. he take one for the team. <laughs> I, I love energy that much. Look, you know. Did you guys like play like miniature golf one time or something? Like, is this like super intimate or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, right. me and energy, you know, people always used to say that Brendan and energy are just like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I saw them go bowling one time. I think it's serious. Oh. <laughs> energy bowling. <laughs> Do people still go bowling? Uh, I would like to, they but should. there's no bowling alley here. Bowling's so. great. Do you know what you need to go use? Anyway, energy. <laughs> <laughs> this joke's over. <laughs> yes. Tell me about these things. All righty. So the last episode I hosted was about Vril. Uh, everyone remembers Vril, a mythical underground energy source that the yes. Nazis tapped yeah, into magic. to power their flying saucers. There were mole people, if memory yeah, serves. Magic. There were mole angels, yes. Yes. Um, it was somewhat magical. Uh, angels. Angels, really. Angels. Ooh. That's nasty. <laughs> it, feels, it sounds dirty. <laughs> you got mites eating. The, they're all <laughs> patchy and hairless. They ride Ugh. giant wa uh, water bears. Mangels. Mangels. Uh, okay. All right, Curtis, fill my mind to palace with knowledge. Yo, dude. <laughs> That's my word. You know it. So we needed an episode for today, and um, I was thinking about uh, free energies and... Um, alternative like physics conspiracies and things like that and so i've got a, and alternative facts yes um so i've got a couple uh like free energy ideas conspiracies um alternative facts that i'd like to show you guys um i really liked physics when i was still a kid when i was in high school when i was in middle school and stuff um it wasn't something that i pursued in my adult life um but you know, it remains an interest of mine. I like physics. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it because I'm kind of dumb. But uh, what I do know about it really interests me. Um, and, like, when I was in the fourth grade, before I understood a lot of physics, I actually designed my own, like, perpetual motion device engine. It was, like, this sort of generator that, like, it's... It had some paddles, and the paddles pushed some water around, and then the water pushed some other paddles around, and it made some. Basically, it just like made energy to power itself, and then also made additional energy. I imagine your blueprints for this were in crayon because you were in fourth grade. They right? uh, they could have actually been in crayon. Yeah, that might actually be true. All right, um, Curtis, I'm really glad that we're learning this information about you. 
I'm glad that we're learning more about you. Because uh, you're, I mean, you're the newest host here, so we got to learn more information about you. Why haven't you they solved had, the energy crisis? They had they had a lot of weeks to like meet us, whereas thirteen us, extra episodes exactly to meet you guys. Us learning more about you, it's it's nice. Well, I mean, this is yeah. I don't know if that what I just said is thirteen extra episodes of information, but uh, it could be. Anyway, um. I did mention in my real episode that perpetual motion devices don't work, and that's because they don't work. Um, <laughs> Magic's real if you true. believe in it, Curtis. See, it's really funny to me, too, because I have no concept of you as a child, so I'm just imagining you, but very small, drawing in crayon. I, I was born looking exactly like this, but just much smaller. <laughs> he came, he came out with the beard. Yeah, I was going to uh, say I the assumed. beard come with. Yeah. Um, you look good. The cool thing about perpetual motion devices is that they're like sort of fun thought experiments. Like they seem like they'd work. Like when you see these complex schematics and it's like a wheel turning, which pushes some sand, which pushes another wheel, which then pushes the original wheel. You're like, yeah, that looks like it just go forever. And um, that's what I thought in the fourth grade. But uh, it, life seemed, set in. it seemed great on paper. But had I actually tested it, reality would have slapped me in the face. With those paddles. With the paddles, yeah. Um, I also like had an invention I made, which was just like a hover car, which really wasn't an invention of mine. It was just some shit I saw on the Jetsons that I decided I had also invented. <laughs> no, this works. <laughs> Simultaneously. I've seen it on TV. This works. There were no... There was no... It was just like a car with a fan on the bottom <laughs> okay. that blew the car up. Okay, so there wasn't anything, any like science back in No, I was in the fourth grade. Okay. <laughs> Fourth you grade, fourth grade Curtis is a genius. Unlimited genius. <laughs> when, you know, potential. when he's learning about physics in the fourth grade. I mean, I mean, you know, we're talking about, uh, well, what was it called? Uh, perpetual motion. Perpetual motion. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's the same thing as like plugging plugging a power strip into itself, yeah, right? Pl- plugging a power strip into or itself, like exactly. Or like infinite power. Or like when you put a cat unlimited and a piece of power. bread with the butter on the other side and you flip it and it just keeps going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, because cats always land on their on their feet. But so does butter on and, bread. Yeah. <laughs> you could al- alternatively just you do butter and bread and butter and bread or cat and cat. Cats always land butter side down and toast always lands on its feet. True. <laughs> uh, today, today, but where did the bread go? <laughs> I don't know. Today what? we're all about the memes. Well, if yeah. you have a cat that doesn't have any feet, does it just float? I saw one of those. It was like a little caterpillar. It was terrifying and beautiful. And was it flying? No, it's it just little... kind of crawled. <laughs> it must have never. Did it crawl fallen. or did it like nudge itself? Actually, it... no. It nubbed itself across the floor. Man, sad. It's, it's a wild. It's no, a little it, cat it, nugget. It did. It did pretty well for itself. Like it was. It was a... Adaption's beat, wild. It beat Anderson to those chicken nuggets. It did. I'm still salty about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go over uh, first. We're going to be talking about actually a little bit of just, you know, basically plugging power strips into themselves. Yes. Yes. Um, and <laughs> quick, quick aside. Yeah. Okay. Is, maybe you get to this, but I'm just curious. Um, I, I wanted to say something about like power strips like, or not power strips. And perpetual motion machines, you can get ones that look like they work, but it's more that like maybe maybe they run for a year, but they will inevitably at some point fail. Right. So 
So they're just like highly efficient machines. Yeah, that just yeah, like yeah. reduce friction. Yeah, a lot, but yeah. it can't be reduced. It still can't reduce itself entirely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, those are things. I don't know if that's relevant to what you're about to say. I, at I all, don't talk but... about those. Um, I was going to talk about why, just in case anyone uh, listening at home or anyone who's here. Uh, I'm or anyone here. who just needs a refresher on why uh, perpetual motion devices don't work and the basics of the laws of thermodynamics, um, or an educational me podcast. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I went to art school, so I don't know science. All right, great. So <laughs> I was an art major. The first Hey-o. law of thermodynamics is also known as the law of conservation of energy, which states that within an isolated system, energy cannot be created nor can it be destroyed. Yep. So imagine you're holding a snow globe. It's a glass ball with some water and fake snow and a nice little house in it. And it's completely sealed. Now, your grandma bought this snow globe on vacation back in 1953, but even today it has the exact same amount of stuff in it. There's nothing new in it and there's nothing removed. This snow globe is an isolated system. Now imagine the snow globe again, but now the entire universe is sealed inside. Your grandma bought it before time even began again on vacation. As time she bought the universe, she Thanks, bought it. Grandma, all right. good gift. You find all kinds of stuff in your grandma's. That's attic. true. As time goes on, the universe changes a lot inside the snow globe. There's, but there's always the same amount of energy inside it. Energy can change forms, but it can neither be created nor destroyed. And so, perpetual motion devices don't work because if they did, they would be creating energy. Now, they might work if they were somehow completely frictionless, which is sort of what you were talking about, Anderson. Yeah, you were talking about yeah. where friction is ultimately reduced. Yeah, because you can build, like, hyper-efficient machines that will last and, like, keep moving for a very long time, but eventually something will wear out or the, fr- the friction gets to something. Yeah, there's still some mm-hmm. amount of friction, no matter how tiny. Yeah. And the problem... Or air resistance. Right, yes, um, and the problem is that you lose energy there. When you lose energy, when something's rubbing against something else, it turns into heat, um, and then that energy is lost. You've created heat that's like not really a, even a perceptible amount of heat, and it just sort of dissipates into the air, um, and then your thing slows down. If they were frictionless, they could at least keep themselves moving indefinitely because you're you put they they have it's like if you just spin a ball. And if it were to, if there was no friction, it would just keep spinning forever. I mean, I mean, that's like, like doing stuff in space. Yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. Okay. Um. However, even without friction, they could never produce excess energy, and so a perpetual motion generator that is, that actually like creates energy, um, is extremely outside the realms of conventional physics. And we will get to the unconventional physics here shortly. Oh, I'm so excited. Do, do we have any questions so far? So if these things in theory don't work, why, why do we try to make them? Um, so it's a good question, and it has a lot to do with um, probably misunderstandings about science. And uh, sort of like what I was saying earlier, that perpetual motion devices seem like they work. Okay. Um, and a lot of what we're going to get into has to do with people sort of trying to find like short code, shortcuts or like cheat codes for reality. Um, I love life hacks. Or like they're, they're trying to um, take advantage of some new 
form of maybe not yet discovered technologies or energies, um, trying to tap into those. And because you can always like almost get there. Um, You can almost create a perpetual motion device. You just fall a little bit short and then you can't. And so it's really like teasing because you really want to make it and it's it doesn't quite get there. All right. I mean, there's Joe. There's a reason why that uh, fourth graders are the primary. That's true. The primary inventors of these machines. <laughs> they have so much optimism. They're like, "We're gonna do it. We and then can they make don't, unlimited energy." And then they and then they don't actually build it. They're just like, "Here's my blueprint," and they put it on the fridge. Then That's they, it. Then it doesn't go anywhere. And then they mourn at recess when it doesn't work. The, the secret ingredient for perpetual motion machines is hope. 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 <laughs> What is this? Oh. <laughs> so, what's the um, S on your chest stand for? Perpetual motion. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I want to talk now um, about cars that run on water. Yeah. Do yeah. It. You guys ever heard about these? Yes. Are, are, they, are they called Jesus cars? No, those those are the ones oh. that can walk on the water. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are those are like. Uh, they're like the boat cars. Boat cars. We're all boats. So we're we're going to try and bring this into every <laughs> yeah. episode. They're just people on like mopeds. <laughs> it's a boat car. <laughs> so, there's a Japanese company called Genepax. G E N or it could be Gene Packs. Gene Packs. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds vague and futuristic. I like it. Yeah. They claim That's to have a car sound. that could um, run completely on water as a fuel source back in 2008. Um, Unfortunately, the company shut down in 2009, so a little bit of a spoiler on how that worked out. (laughs) Um, You can still go to their website, though. Genepax claimed the car was fueled by water, and it worked. um, What it did was it broke water down into its basic components, which are... Hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah, there you Delicious. go. Delicious science. And then it would burn the hydrogen <laughs> I had my mouth as answer. fuel, um, and then you know it lets off oxygen. That's its waste product. Um, and this is kind of most cars that try to run on water sort of have this basic system that the appeal is: hey, water is really available as a source. It's fucking everywhere. Um, <laughs> And then you get rid of the hydrogen, you just burn it, and then what's left is oxygen. Hey, I breathe oxygen. That sounds great. Yeah, it sounds this sounds like very it little sounds, downsides yep, to this. Yep, I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. So the problem is that breaking water down into its basic components requires additional energy. Um, one way to do it is with compounds called metal hydrides. Uh but these are used up as they break down the water, so they are essentially an additional required fuel source, meaning that the car does not solely run on water. You would need to fuel it with water and metal hydrides, and then it would be able to break down the water into hydrogen so that you can fuel it. Um, Metal hydrides are not cheap to produce, and they can be even less environmentally friendly than traditional gasoline. So... Oops. You can use that method, but you're not really just using water and you're kind of just defeating the purpose of doing it. We're we're, we're lifting our carbon footprint by, you know, using water. And also, this (laughs) this really just 
terrible thing for the environment. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. I mean, I mean, they tried. Yeah. <laughs> Gold Star, you made an attempt. Like, yeah. And this is what Genepax or Gene Pax back in 2008 was doing. Um, and it wasn't that impressive because it wasn't, it was pointless. Because um, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Would they do get fourth graders to design the car? <laughs> I it runs on hope and also this really bad thing for the environment. <laughs> um, there is another way to break down water into hydrogen and oxygen. It's called electrolysis. Um, it's basically uh, a system. I don't exactly know how it works, but it basically involves putting a bunch of electricity into some water. Yep. I think I'd heard. I think that was the one I'd heard about. Yeah, not yeah the I've other heard about one. that one. Yeah, and by that I mean I simply I've heard that word in this context before and know nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's my sort of my understanding. <laughs> yes, literally, use... literally, I have heard of it. Word association, You're like yes, this makes sense to me in the fact that you've just said those words together, <laughs> and I've heard those words together before. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> yes, so you can take water, you put it through the process of electrolysis, which is involves an amount of electricity. Um, and then it will turn the water into hydrogen and oxygen. Again, the problem is it requires the electricity to do so. So that's yeah. additional energy. And so you would have to like have another electric motor on your car that's converting the water into a burnable Wait, fuel source. I think but I that's heard, also that, I heard about going that on one. in something else. No, I heard about Running that on one. That else. was the point. They were going to try to use the friction from the car moving to make the electricity... To power the electrolysis. Electrolysis? <laughs> electrolysis, You yes. know, it might not be the worst idea. Like, yeah, you have to have the extra battery pack or whatever. Yeah, but, but like, I, I think the car itself didn't make enough or yeah, something. Okay. The, what you're describing is a basic problem of perpetual motion. Oh, right? yeah. The, so fourth, like the fourth just... grader in me came out. I had hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you've created an isolated system, which is the car, yep. and the car needs to go, but it can't create enough energy to sustain its own yep. going. I um, think they tried to put solar panels on it, but that also didn't work. And yeah, so. I mean, and theoretically that could work because now you're pulling in additional energy from the sun. Yeah, yeah, and make, so, making it weaker for you to fight. It's true, right. but you could even sim you could just simplify the equation and just have an electric car run yes. on solar power, right? It's just faster. Yeah. Instead of having to have the water. Generally, when it comes to like um, using energy and turning it into something that can do work uh, in the physics sense of the term work, um, basically, like if you want energy to make shit move, it's better to have like less transformations of that energy. So you want that energy be to be in its simplest form. Yeah, in its simplest form to be directly applied to the action. Um, and the more you have to convert it, you lose a little bit in each yep. conversion. It diminishes. Um, yep. Right. And so that's kind of one of the problems about electric, uh, about water, water going cars, water cars words. <laughs> so I want to talk about a man named Stanley Meyer. He's an American, and he, he claimed... He sounds like an American. He sounds <laughs> Stanley, Stanley Meyer. Meyer. You don't get a more American name than that. John Smith. Uh, I thought it was John Gunn. John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> oh, no. Eagle Gunn. Yeah, e uh, Mr. Gunn, Eagle Gunn. <laughs> Mr. Freedom, Eagle Gunn. <laughs> so there was an American man named Junior. Stanley Meyer, and he claimed to have a working water fuel dune buggy as early as 1980, and he continued to have this claim until he died in 1998. Did he show it to anybody, or was it like, no, I really have this? 
this works. There was there were some demonstrations of of his uh, car, um, but we'll we'll get to that in a very okay. shortly. Um, apparently, his engine could split water into hydrogen and oxygen using a new form of electrolysis. Um, then his engine would burn the hydrogen and reconstitute it into water again. Um, what I've just described is also a violation of the <laughs> laws of thermodynamics. Um, so and it doesn't he, make any sense at all. I was going to say, yeah, he splits so, the water, burns half the water, and then makes more water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the Science Union of America had to have him eliminated. Yeah. He cracked the code. He did. Also, just the irony of having a perpetual water vehicle described as a dune buggy, ergo it is used in hot places. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like you're just stacking the deck against yourself at that point. That's preposterous. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of his... um, I guess that was like his prototype. Um, So he claimed it would take 22 gallons of water to travel from Los Angeles to New York, which is a weird claim considering what... the, uh, his other claim is just that his engine goes forever because it just burns water and then turns it back into water. And so, well, 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 the thing is, it needs 22 gallons in order to make sure that he has enough water to start. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the initial. Yeah, exactly. And then it can go indefinitely. And then it can go indefinitely. Right. Forever. Okay. So it actually it actually produces water, so like he'll stop... And then, like, people will, like, hold out cups, and they're, like, little spigots, and I'm like, no, dude, see, water, see, cool. that's why he needs the extra gallons, just in case someone drinks it or what. That's so he can <laughs> refill what he lost. Yeah. Maybe that's 22 gallons is for his drinking. It's for just his drinking. Yo, yeah. dude, you get thirsty going from Los Angeles to New York. People used to die on that Look, trip. all you yeah, need is true. just the one gallon to start it, but, like, the rest is just for you to drink. Dude, 22 gallons to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> And there's nowhere it's, you're in a dune buggy, so there's nowhere else to put your water. You might as well just put it in the in the in water the, tank. In the water the, tank, which would be a gas tank otherwise. Yeah. Um, What's that smell? Burning water. Oh, there's a water leak. <laughs> <laughs> just steam shooting at your face. Steampunk. <laughs> so Meyer's engine was not well received considering it violated the laws of physics and was never really properly demonstrated to anyone. Um, in 1996, he was sued by two people who had invested in him. Apparently he had actually convinced other individuals that like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I have a car that's just goes forever magically. Um, and they were like, sounds great. Let's give you a lot of money. How many times have we said on this podcast? Don't fall for scams. Look, I don't understand. Like four, right? Like, like, like that is such, like that is such a weird like con like like <laughs> what's the coolest thing that I, you know i could, like take money from like rich widows or something no i'm going to tell people i have a car that runs on water <laughs> to be fair <laughs> like like, to like be fair. how is that the first thing that comes to your mind that's kind of bad like this car never runs out it can go forever and <laughs> here's here's my money these guys make three invested in him Apparently twenty five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. This is, wow. no, this is not a small amount of money. Like, I mean, sure, if you're gonna make, if you actually had a working Infinity engine that you could demonstrate as functional, <laughs> you would you would have investors investing much more money in you. Oh yeah. But something's to be said for this man's powers of persuasion. <laughs> Elon Musk would have contacted you so he could go home. <laughs> <laughs> All we need is water. <laughs> 
your planet is rich with this substance. <laughs> <laughs> just dunks his face in. <laughs> On Mars, water is like gasoline because they don't have very much of it. <laughs> precious, it's, just, it's just Mad no, Max appar- up there. Apparently, precious gasoline. We find water like every five years, so NASA gets some funding again. It's true. Yep. So um, during the trial, uh, he did have his engine examined by three experts. Um, and duct tape and before that, he was going to have it. He had like set up an appointment. Um, like I think before the trial, he had set up an appointment to have like an expert come and examine his engine um, to sort of be like prove that it worked. And then at the last minute, he canceled. He canceled or the expert canceled? He canceled. The expert mm, did not cancel. The expert was very, very much wanted to like prove him wrong. Please show know? me your infinity yeah. engine. <laughs> so I imagine like it's just a dune buggy with just a bunch of like water, like the gallon water tanks just duct taped to it. Yes. That's all it is. Either that or it has some ridiculous like steampunk plasma coil looking thing on the front. <laughs> and just like, but it's just like glow sticks inside. Of yes. <laughs> yeah. It's glow it's, sticks in a fish tank. It still just runs on gasoline, but it has, it has like uh, water tanks just duct taped to it. <laughs> what, like, what's what, the, what's, what's that, that smell? smell? Mm, clean, burning water. <laughs> <laughs> he just he, he has like a little air freshener that's like over the exhaust pipe. <laughs> oh, dude, that's it's the ocean breeze. The ocean breeze. <laughs> what's that smell? Profit. Ocean breeze. So uh, the three end experts that did examine his engine during the trial. Um, found that there was nothing revolutionary about the engine at all and that it was simply using conventional electrolysis, which we already talked about is not an efficient form of moving a car around. Yeah. Now you just need more batteries than you did fuel before. Right. So. Um, Meyer was ultimately charged as committing gross and egregious fraud and ordered by the court to repay the two investors their $25,000. Oh, that is a very easy off for that. But what if he, like, went <laughs> Look, to- you know what? Here's here's $25,000. we are done. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's all the money that you gave me. Like, like no jail time, nothing else. But if you went to jail, it's like, what are you in for? Murder. What are you in for? Drugs. What are you in for? I said I made a car that ran on water. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Joe... With our prison system, there's multiple different prisons. So, yeah, this, so like, so like the people who I don't did know prison in the, 1998. The people who did, Brendan, the people who did all this bad. shit. Brendan, rule of three for comedy. Oh, I know, I know, but just let my joke stand. <laughs> See, I think if he'd had what fifty thousand dollars kicking around after those two investors, could he not have simply hired three experts to be like, oh shit. Yeah, his engine totally <laughs> works, man. This I is like incredible. To, I like to imagine he tried to go on the run in his water car, <laughs> and they just caught up to him. He just, wanted, it just didn't start. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like, I guess you guys are right. It doesn't work. He's just, <laughs> like, it starts to move. He's like, see you, suckers. And then oh, well. he's fleeing across the Mojave, and it just evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> well, you caught me. Oops. So, um... Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure how much... Like, I know that $25,000 was the amount he had to repay the investors. I'm not 100% sure that's how much they loaned him in the first place. Um, All the information I have is that he repaid them $25,000. So it's possible that there was an additional fine um, lumped in with that. An idiot tax, you say? Right, an idiot tax. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty important. So he died suddenly. Stanley Meyer died suddenly on March 20th, 1998. 
no, assassination. Yeah, he was again. He was on the verge of discovering, yeah. and then the National Science Committee of America was like, Mm-mm. "Double kill, triple kill, Kilimanjaro." Uh, so, <laughs> Stanley Meyer's brother claimed that, uh, and I, I don't know where his brother was during this, um, but he claimed that it was during a meeting with two Belgian investors in a restaurant. And then Meyer suddenly ran outside saying, they poisoned me. And then he died. Just like in the street? Yeah, and I don't know if his brother was out there in the street <laughs> and, or if he was at the restaurant or... He doesn't have a brother. It's just him and a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Faked his own death. Oh, good one. Genius. Um, <laughs> a, coroner, co- a, coroner, <laughs> a coroner ruled that Meyer died of a cerebral aneurysm due to high blood pressure. Ah, yes, a blood aneurysm, the silent killer. Yeah. So that sounds completely possible, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, some of Meyer's supporters, and he does have supporters, uh, do believe that he was assassinated to suppress his inventions. And this is a common theme um, with, with like free energy conspiracies. It's that they are being suppressed so that no hey one. Hey, man, big oil, big oil right, is great. So big oil can keep going yeah. and, and whatever, right. They're well, being Curtis. suppressed by the laws of physics. Yes. <laughs> also what, known, known as big oil. <laughs> what's great about, about conspiracy theories is that everyone who believes in them always believes that they're being suppressed and that somebody dies and like, oh, that guy, that guy, he's a martyr. He, he died. <laughs> they done got it. They him. suppressed him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because it's kind of like, because their theory, um, like, just naturally, like, supposes something that's not necessarily true. And if it were true, it'd be really obvious. Like, like the flat earthers believe the earth is flat. And because of that, like, necessarily, they must believe that NASA is lying. Because you can't believe that NASA isn't lying and that the earth is flat. It's true. So, like, you, like, it requires... Yeah, it's like what you're saying. You can't be on the fence about it. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm hoping? That that when I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to like create some conspiracy. Like like on my deathbed, and then I'm going to, to die. I mean, I'm not going to be able to see what happens, but... Uh, <laughs> but, but it'll you're be worth it anyway. But you you're guys gonna fu- are going to see what happens. We're just surrounded. <laughs> we will outlive you. <laughs> it you're, is known. You're dying tomorrow. Because of what you know. Because of what I know. <laughs> Start thinking about that conspiracy real soon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to move on to this next thing. Is kind of cool um, and has some elements of realness in it and Ooh. some ele- elements of non-realness. Uh, it's called zero-point energy. Anybody know what that is? I, too, have heard those words together Ooh. before. <laughs> I know of zero from Mega Man. Okay, is you know involved? of the number zero. In the character. Uh, Dude, the be- concept of nothingness did take us a while, actually. Yeah, it's as a human species. Concept, yeah. So, zero point energy is somewhat complex to explain um, because it deals with quantum physics, and quantum physics are immensely confusing. <laughs> that's that's like fifth grade territory. Them's there's some big words, <laughs> yeah. Mister. Um, and in researching this, I managed to confuse myself a whole lot because I only have so much brain. Science <laughs> words will do that to you sometimes. Yep. Do you know how much brain it takes to make the science go? A lot of brain. So much brain. More brain than I have. <laughs> um, but zero-point energy is a real thing. Essentially, what it is is uh, quantum systems have more energy the more heat that they have, right? So the higher their temperature is, the more they wiggle around. 
And the less energy, the less heat they have. So if they're colder, they wiggle around less. And now this might lead one to believe that if they have no heat, they should have no energy. So like if they're at absolute zero, which is the coldest possible temperature, that they should be completely still. But it turns out that quantum systems are constantly fluctuating even at absolute zero. And this is what zero point energy is. Um, that it things always have just like a latent energy in them, like atoms and molecules. And even in a vacuum, this is a thing. Like even where like matter isn't, there's like zero point energy. And I, I can't like fully like words are hard explain so this like to you. The the unmeasured just void of space is actually full of energy. Yeah, kind of. Like there's some there's some latent energy there. And in this sense it's not dissimilar dissimilar to the idea of luminiferous ether or vril. Okay. Yeah, just sort of like pervasive energy that's yeah. just there for the taking. Yeah. Um and the question becomes is this energy practical to take? Um some say it's it's a very small amount of energy, um, and so it's just not, like, even if we could get it, it wouldn't be useful. I kind of think that if we were just sort of stealing energy from atoms that are sitting around, the universe would sort of start to unwind. Yeah, I was going to say, what happens when we create pockets of absolute void? Yeah, like, that seems that wrong. bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if, if okay... What we thought was nothing, there's actually something there. If we try to take the little something out of that and we're left with actual nothing, <laughs> does the nothing consume us? Yeah. Let's not find out. That's Let's, bad. Right. Um, there's some people who desperately want to find out. Um, they want to be one with nothing. Oh, yeah. And again, I, I just want to reemphasize, I don't 100% understand the actual um, physics behind zero-point energy because it is confusing. It has to do with um, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Um, named so we're after, already uncertain. Yeah, this. named after <laughs> Werner Heisenberg, who was named after Brian Cranston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I really tried to look it up and understand it, and... I just couldn't do it. Maybe I'm just dumb today, or um, maybe I d should actually go to school for it if I want to understand it. Um, nah. And, and, you know, this is a problem with modern science is that it's very difficult to understand and often not very well explained to um, laymen. And yeah. so that can also help fuel pseudoscience and um, scientific conspiracies because people don't fully understand it because it's not easy to understand. And so they sort of go mm. their own way with it. And they try make to, things up. And yeah. Just wild conjecture. And try to yeah. make cars out of water. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, that fueled with water. His car, I imagine, was still made with metal Oh, man. Stuff. No, it was completely no, it's, made it's out ice, of water. Yeah. <laughs> Come it, was, on. it was like chaos from Sonic. Dude, that's the new plan. Can we make, like, an ice car where all the interior things are actual, like, metal, but it's so cold 
that the ice stays solid and you have a ice-bodied vehicle. It's inside a refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the car has to live inside a refrigerator. <laughs> or you, you could or have just Antarctic said, like, buggy. Antarctica. Yeah, you didn't have to say inside a refrigerator. No, I said an inside-out refrigerator because it's metal on the inside and then ice on the out. Oh. See, I heard in a refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, that could work, too. My dream will be a reality. <laughs> no, the garage is like a walk-in. Yeah, it's just like a big walk-in yeah. with like a racetrack in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about another man named Thomas E. Bearden. Beautiful. Uh, he supposedly de- designed a device in the early 2000s called the Motionless Electromagnetic Generator, or MEG, which would produce more energy than was put into it by extracting the zero-point energy, or also called the vacuum energy, from the surrounding environment. And so it was kind of like a perpetual motion device in that it would, it would go and it would keep going, but it was, it was still um, not technically a perpetual motion device because he was claiming that he was pulling energy from elsewhere. So it was a perpetual motion device in the way that it just steals energy that we don't understand from places we shouldn't take yes. from. Um, Seems good. <laughs> yeah, perfect. In 2001, Bearden said that the first commercial products based on the Meg would be available within a year. And in 2002, he claimed to have a device that produced 100 times more power than was put into it. Um, he even got a patent for the Meg in 2002, um, which is pretty, like, like, you think you get a patent for something, that must be a real thing, right? Yeah. Sure. Well, well, I mean... Pe- people get... People can get patents for anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I patented this podcast. This is my. I've actually looked now. up the the um uh, when I was doing the harp episode, I looked up um what it takes to get a patent, and it's not an easy process. Like you have to hire like a patent lawyer. Oh yeah, and like you have to prove that your thing works and that your thing does stuff ostensibly. Um, but no system is perfect. Um, in response to Bearden getting a patent, the American Physics Society issued a statement against the granting of it. It says, The executive board of the American Physical Society is concerned that in this period of unprecedented scientific advance, misguided or fraudulent claims of perpetual motion machines and other sources of unlimited free energy are proliferating. Such devices would directly violate the most fundamental laws of nature, laws that have guided the scientific advances that are transforming our world. Um, In response to that statement, the United States Patent and Trademark Office said that it would re-examine the patent and change the way that it recruits examiners and recertify examiners on a regular basis to prevent similar patents from being granted again. So... After all I just said, you're like, he got his patent revoked, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, except that I looked up his patent and it's still valid. Um, <laughs> Sounds like they were just salty about his like <laughs> incredible machine that he made. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll look into it. Um, and they just didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, as far as it was still valid as of September 2013, there's like maintenance fees you have to pay every That's once like in a while. That's like almost this year. <laughs> That's like four years ago. <laughs> um, Way to date it. But there was, yeah, so so it was weird that all that happened, but the patent wasn't revoked. Um, but let's be clear, this um, today, there is no known prototype for this machine. There are no products based on it. Um, there have never been any public demonstrations of this machine. Um, and since 2002, uh, Bearden has not, like, let anybody know what's going on with this. Like, he's considering his immense optimism at that time. 
Um, so his machine did not work. I mean, we don't know that. But if it worked, we'd know about it. He just he, got paid off by the Science Institute right, yeah, or I mean, whatever. Yeah, you could argue that. That's the conspiracy, I guess. He's working with Musk. There you go. 2002, yeah. Musk bought him out. Musk bought him out. <laughs> Was Elon Musk even on Earth in 2002? Probably. I want to say. I mean, I, I can look it up if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Was Elon Musk on Earth in 2002? <laughs> and then it's just a reply to him. It's just from him no. on Twitter. I've always been on Earth. <laughs> Humans, obviously. Um, so, yeah. Uh, apparently this machine worked by just like sapping energy from the world around it, which again, just seems like a terrible idea to me. Yeah. I say we don't do that. Let me steal your power drain touch. It'll be bad. It really sounds like a super villain type thing happening. Yes. Yes. Like what happens if you aim it at a person? You know, I'm just sucking the life force out of the planet. This is fine. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the plot to Final Fantasy VII. I am draining the universe dry. <laughs> I want to point out that in 2002, Elon Musk founded SpaceX. Oh. <laughs> so that's obviously the year he arrived. No, I think he came in like 2001. He had to learn about us. Oh, that's and true, yeah. And then he's like, fuck these guys. Going back. <laughs> so uh, moving on a little bit. Still on Thomas E. Bearden. He's also interested in something called scalar waves. Um, which are outside of traditional science. Um, okay. There is also like a traditional science version that involves the word. Uh, there's scalar field theory, which is a real thing that I couldn't explain to you very well. Um, Fantastic. Scalar <laughs> is also uh, a term that is used in science as like a measure of some sort of dimension of something. Um, scalar waves are not like not a thing in traditional science. Though. You can't so, surf them. Scalar, <laughs> whoa, scalar, dude. <laughs> totally tubular. <laughs> scalar waves were apparently something that Nikola Tesla was interested in. Um, and uh, apparently how they happen is if you have two, like, wires that are coiled together. And so they're sort of, like, coiled together and they're parallel to each other. And if you put um, opposite current going through either wire um, so that there's current going opposite through both wires. Um, Apparently that will create scalar waves. Um, And scalar waves do all kinds of shit, supposedly, from curing cancer to just ignoring matter completely and being on a whole nother level. Um, They're they're sort of mystical and hard to talk about because when Thomas Bearden describes them, he goes on a a big adventure of word salad that just doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's super energy. Yeah. Um, Apparently what actually happens when you push um, opposite currents through coiled wires like that is the, the currents just sort of both cancel each other out electromagnetically. And so you just get heat coming out. Um, Unlimited heat. But I bring this up because Bearden also believes there is a device called the scalar potential interferometer that it that Russia has. Um, and it uses vacuum energy to make scalar waves. And it's literally just harp. It's <laughs> literally just harp for the Soviets. Dude, you, just, you got like you just, three of your episodes in today. That's pretty good. You yeah. just wanted to do another episode on harp, didn't you? Yeah. Um, 
And apparently it can do some crazy shit like slow down time and like <laughs> I don't even know how that benefits anybody, but I time is probably going a little slow right now because of this thing. Well it depends. Are you Are you going slower with of the it. slow yeah. time? Oh man, did you ever play the game Singularity? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It was wild. Fucking with time's powerful. It is. Changed the course of human history. Mm. Those Russians with their time machines. Yep. All you zombies. Yes. All you zombies. So, um, I also want to point out the if you <laughs> the website I got all my information about the scalar potential infra- interferometer from um, is the worst website I've ever been to. It's a the background is a very 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 light gray, almost white, and the text is white on the website. Oh no! You cannot read it at all. Uh, I had you have to highlight the whole website to read it. It's that's I, awesome. And like we all of these conspiracy theorists have the worst websites I've ever seen. Yeah. Why? Don't they know about oh, WordPress? Man. Like the spaceship one you, <laughs> oh, you did a couple, yeah, like, that couple was weeks bad. back. I, I absolutely hate all of the ones that have like some like really shitty repeated picture everywhere. Yeah. And then like in like the text colors, like neon colors. I'm just like, why like like what is this? Like nineteen ninety eight? Like yeah. why are you designing your yeah, websites they like this? They remind me of They're like, off the grid. They have to use <laughs> Windows ninety eight. Yeah, they remind me of like the practice web pages we had to build in like seventh grade. And you were just like, I'm going to make it horrific. Yes. <laughs> let's do it. Though Some of the information is actually still really good, though. Dude, yeah. all of the letters marquee, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> the best font? That See, and Comic Sans. Here's what I, here's what I want to do, though. If I was going to make a conspiracy website, so you have the link, and it goes to just a blank page, except... All the information is there, but it's white on white. It's the exact same color. Mm-hmm. So people are like, page is broken. This is garbage. And they just <laughs> click off it. And they, but people who know. People who know. <laughs> they, can, they can access it. Or anyone who drags their cursor along the page accidentally. <laughs> but that's how you find out about it. Yeah. You always come into the know accidentally. You stumble upon it. Greatness is thrust upon like you. I should do this now. <laughs> just for some obscure thing. Um, yeah, like I was looking at some website on my phone earlier and literally all the text was just this very narrow vertical strip on the left side of my phone it, and it would be like three words a line and then it would be the next line. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand why that is connected to being a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, the next thing I want to talk about is Ormus. <laughs> what? Ormus. <laughs> O R M U S. My name is Winston Ormus. <laughs> Pleasure I'd to like make... to sell you a car. <laughs> Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Welcome to Kentucky Fried Used Cars. <laughs> Ormus. Come down to the Ormus Emporium. <laughs> we got used cars. We got old cars. We got dented cars. We got dead ass cars. <laughs> If like they ask, asked, Ormus sent you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell them Ormus sent you. They'll take you to the back with the good shit. I like how you're doing this with a mouthful of pretzels. Also. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> I feel like it really adds to the accent. They kind of does. chew into the mic. But like... <laughs> he's, just, he's just a giant, a giant man. He's just like a big old tater. He is the... <laughs> Mr. Winston Ormus, he just is... a big old friendly tater, wants to sell you a car. He's the grown-up version of Augustus Gloop. Wobble, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, um, yes. Continue. Ormus. 
So Ormus is supposed to be precious metals like gold, platinum. He is precious. Silver. (laughs) Um, But they are in an exotic state of matter uh, where the metals do not really bond with each other, but they exist as separate single atoms, which already that doesn't make sense. (laughs) They may never take our freedom. (laughs) at the same time, it is supposedly the material that the soul or life force of all organisms is made of, sort of like an essence of life. <laughs> the Ormus surrounds us. We are Ormus. all Ormus. So you say it was like gold and like precious metals too, right? Yes, like and it, and it's it's like an isotope of gold and precious metals. So when Johnny said "Stay gold, Pony Boy," he was talking about the soul, then, right? I don't is that, know. Is that that? I don't know what that means That's at from all. From the, the outsiders. Oh, don't I you have a degree in that. like literature or something? <laughs> <laughs> the outsiders was written by a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> Ergo, it is not. <laughs> <of> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't read books by people who are younger than me. Wrote them. <laughs> wording. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the movie's not that great either. Uh, no, actually, it's not. I actually have read The Outsiders when I was in like eighth grade, but yeah. I don't remember the, the book. <laughs> you don't remember that specific no. quote? You like the only memorable thing line? about it. Not gonna um, lie, it took me a hot minute to figure out what that was from. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you said I'm when you said swine, I'm saying <laughs> when you said Pony Boy, that was a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> it thank, wasn't. Thank you, Brendan. It was. <laughs> You're welcome, Joe. So supposedly, when you mix oh. o- Ormus. <laughs> With water, and I guess Ormus can be made of different materials. Um, he is a malleable man. Ormus, when mixed with water, forms a gelatinous suspension that looks just like semen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's funny? I'm about that? interested. What's funny? I, I don't get it. Semen's funny, Brendan. <laughs> just like of all the things that they were like, what should we compare this to? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a bunch of dudes standing around, too. <laughs> you know what this looks like? <laughs> hey, bro, you ever seen that before? I bet they tried really hard to come up with something else, but couldn't. They're like, it looks like Cinnabon glaze. Yeah. What's a so, Cinnabon? <laughs> <laughs> so, supposedly, it was discovered in 1975 by David Hudson, who's a cotton farmer from Arizona. He was, uh, like, looking for gold and precious metals on his farm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might be there. As, <laughs> might as well. As people do. Yes. Um, and then it's he found on my property. Have you seen Beverly Hillbillies? That's how it works. No. <laughs> he found like a weird white powder. Just, I guess, laying around his farm. It's cocaine. <laughs> and um, wrong pla- kind of plantation. <laughs> when he uh, like when it would be heat when he heated it up, it would like glow and like burst into flames and light. Why did he um, heat it up? What why is it that when somebody <laughs> finds powder they're like they're like fire. let's do some experiments. Let's see what happens. It's just like gunpowder that was left there. <laughs> and uh apparently um at night if you cool it down and it's not taken out of sunlight it just like floats. <laughs> and um it there's like you can get it to a, a state where it just disappears entirely. All right, new idea. We take this, we make all of the Nazi UFOs out of this. 
yes. floats, and it's invisible. No, I see. Boom. I think we do this for Curtis's fourth grade, the the <laughs> hover car. We make the hover car. It has a built-in cloaking device, Curtis. It's made entirely of Ormus. <laughs> you didn't design that, did you, Curtis? Just came from the material. We are all Ormus, as we all just levitated the sky disappear. <laughs> it's nighttime right now. <laughs> Um, That's why people have to stay in. Yeah, but they just float away. Ormus is also kind of hard to understand. Um, I, I bring it up because it does a lot of stuff. It uh, it can act as a superconductor. Apparently, it can correct errors in DNA. It can cure all forms of disease. It's like um, coconut oil. It's like it's like a powder you can take <laughs> as a supplement. Yeah, it's like coconut oil. It's it's, say, it's the literal miracle drug. I was to say it also uh-huh. kind of like sounds like red mercury, where it's like, do you want to just do this thing? <laughs> then you can do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> do whatever. It does. It's everything. all yours. It can uh, emit. It's like a Swiss Army knife. It does everything. <laughs> Fulfill your dreams. <laughs> it can emit gamma radiation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's not you know, um, radioactive at all. It's it also I have written down here uh, read a person's mind. I don't know how Ormus can do that. The material <laughs> like if you both touch no, no, Ormus, so I think you, you become one no, with Ormus. You, you put on your temple and you put on your third eye. You just go like 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 Professor X. You're just like yeah. No 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 no. no. Legend it's says just, if you go in the back of Mr. Ormus's house, he'll read your mind. He'll tell you things. <laughs> Just the substance. The substance can read your mind. It knows your inner darkest secrets. The issue is that the only thing that Ormus can't do is talk. Uh, <laughs> Gray's superpower. Um, <laughs> it also apparently a woman used some some Ormus materials to make her cat's tail grow back. Her cat, uh, as one would do, how incredibly specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's some sort of gross pictures you can look up online oh, of a cat God. whose tail got cut off. And then there's some other pictures of very likely a different cat that has a complete tail. Now, the cats look pretty similar. They're both black cats, but all black cats in the world look exactly alike. So, <laughs> <laughs> But did they like cut off the tail for the experiment? No. Maybe, maybe it will grow she back. She said there was like a storm and some like... <laughs> yeah, the storm took the tail. <laughs> no, like a building, tail. like the roof fell on her cat's tail or some shit. It was sort of weird. So I put some of this mystical gloop on it. Yeah. It just grew right back. Just give um, a little touch of Ormus. You know, I also found, right up. <laughs> I found a recipe for Ormus. Ooh. If it just Did involved, you try and make it? No. It involved uh, you cooking with lye. It involved like boiling w- salt water and putting lye into it, which is lye is that a very dangerous safe. material. Yeah, yeah. By I, the way. I've seen Fight Club. So, your Ormus character sounds like one of those peddlers that comes through like a Western town, like and it'll do oh, it ails you. Oh no, <laughs> Winston Ormus is definitely a carpetbagger. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> so. Uh, at the end of it, like you make the recipe and then you end up with this just like sludgy powder, which is probably just the leftover like salt and lye. Yeah, when you're done, um, because it was basically just put some salt and lye in boiling water and then like close the pot for filter it a bunch and then like you have this shit. Um, and then it says. Uh, if you choose to ingest it, start with about half a teaspoon twice a day. If you take too much at the beginning, you may go into a healing crisis as your body detoxes. As the lie eats you away from the inside. <laughs> yeah. No, healing crisis no, is no, definitely what that it's is. It's healing 
the darkness within you. Yeah. It's obliterating the evil that resides within. Look, it's it's just when like people people lighting. go on like diet cleanses. Yeah. It's just they they're they're using Ormus. They just shit out their souls. <laughs> oh man. Side note, it's really hard to do Ormus's voice without a mouthful of pretzel. So, <laughs> it's not as good otherwise. It's a character now. Yeah, it is. Um Yeah, and so so Ormus is kind of a uh it's kind of it does a whole bunch of stuff, but you know it it's kind of has a bunch of latent energy in it, which is why I bring it up in the free energy uh, topic. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about one more thing called the Casimir effect. Um, it was named after a scientist whose name was Casimir, and this is actually a real thing that is kind of cool. Um, apparently, at the like quantum level, if you put like two metal plates, like literally like nanometers apart, like super, super fucking close, um, there will be like a, an attraction occurs on the like molecular level. And like they will either be like pushed away or they will be drawn together. And no one really knows like where this energy comes from. Um, and it's not very useful because literally it just moves two things that are like a nanometer apart, like another nanometer. Um, But there are still people who like try to make perpetual motion devices out of this like Casimir energy, or they claim to. It it sounds cool. Like circular rail gun sort of thing where you like a line, you have like one like circular instance of the the material and then you have another one, and you just pass the current through, and it goes around. Yeah, uh, you run into the same perpetual motion problem. Yes, of course you do. <laughs> science <laughs> says no. <laughs> because, because God wills it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also the idea, um, uh, there's this thought experiment called Maxwell's Demon. Um, Terrifying and vague, I like it. And so it's not really very demonic, but so if you oh. have, but it's talking about entropy and the concept of entropy. And so the first law of, of dynamics says that the first law of thermodynamics says that energy can be neither created nor destroyed. The second law says that ener- entropy must always increase. And entropy is just sort of like the disorganization of the universe. So like when you burn gas in your car, you're creating more energy because now like the gas is no longer gasoline. It's now a bunch of other little chemicals that are kind of useless. Um, and eventually the universe will just sort of peter out into like a lukewarm uh, like homogenous, like empty area um, when entropy is increased to maximum, when everything is just disorganized and maximum entropy is my new band name. Also. Right. <laughs> when basically when all the fuel of the universe gets yeah, burned yeah, up. Yeah. Um, and what Ma- how Maxwell's demon works is imagine you have, you have two boxes and then there's a door that links both of them and the demon can open and close this door. And now there's, particles there's particles shooting around these boxes some of them are very high energy some of them are very low energy and the trick is to try to beat energy and to organize all of the high energy particles into one box and all the low energy particles into another box and so you've undone entropy because you've now like reorganized the things and so the idea is that the demon sees the high energy particles and opens this little door and then the high energy particles go to one side. Then when he sees a low energy particle, he like closes the door and he's selectively opening and closing this door 
um, at the right times to allow the boxes to sort of like naturally organize themselves and thus undo entropy. And so now you have like one box will have a lot of energy in it and you can use that energy. Why is it a demon? Uh, because it was like the 1800s and it's a thought experiment. And so okay, cool. there weren't like Makes sense. robots or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a thought experiment, so it's not very practical. Um, sort of like people talking about how um, theories that have come up to uh, sort of debunk it about uh, to explain why it wouldn't work is the idea of the demon having to... Um, process the information of which particles are actually moving faster and that information processing would actually consume energy um, and would then create more entropy than the demon is actually solving. Um, <laughs> Maxwell's, what was it, Mangel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mangel. <laughs> Why a demon? Let's, let's upgrade it to something <laughs> slightly more horrifying. I'm imagining a Mangel is like it's like a naked mole rat with like just wings, just like butterfly wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really gross. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah, I'm not into that. The moment yeah. of where like your brain processed what I said because you were like, yeah, yeah, no, that's gross. It's like a really pretty thing just slapped on a really ugly thing, <laughs> and it just makes it even uglier. Yes, it's perfect. Um, so that's mostly what I have. Um. I like the idea of free energy because it means we can stop destroying the earth. You know, um, that'd be good. And really the answer is just solar power. Um, <laughs> or wind. Wind is pretty good. Yeah. Too. But using our natural resources. What? <laughs> Ugh, gross. Um, the earth, uh, about 1.74 times 10 to the 17th watts of energy strikes the earth every day from the sun. Um, and that's just there for the taking. And we just piss it all away. Yeah, and we just don't care, and we're trying to fucking sap. We're, we're like burning down a forest, and the people who are trying to fix the problem are trying to like sap energy from the vacuum of space. <laughs> like Instead of just building a fucking solar panel guy, you really yeah. think that's No, better? we just sit inside with the shades drawn and just like the AC cranked up yep. all the way. <laughs> it's too hot, guys. It's too hot. <laughs> Why won't the sun just go down already? <laughs> yeah. Um, solar energy is actually, um, a lot of people say, well, like, well, what if it's cloudy? It's actually still very viable, even if it is cloudy. Yeah, yeah I've gotten mm-hmm. sunburned as hell when it's cloudy. Oh, yeah. so. Well, because doesn't it also just, like, store the energy when not being yes, used? Yes, you can, you, create, you can create batteries. Um, yeah. And, and, and w- the, the technology isn't 100% there yet. And, and this, we're, is we're part of, there. this is part of what, um, you know... Fucking Tesla man, Musk, mm-hmm. T dog, good old Musk. Elon Musk is, Elon is trying Musk. to do. Um, you know, part of he sells uh, batteries um, that you can put in your home, connect to your solar panels, and uh, run your home on. Yeah, that sounds great. The grid. Let's do that. Why are right. we doing that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and and you could argue that's its own conspiracy theory that that um to some extent the oil companies are trying to suppress this well, that's and not even a conspiracy theory. yeah that's uh, just fact i think yeah that is very yep. i think it's like, very true actually yep. i saw an interesting documentary about that where i think it was i forget which city it was but they had like um you know they it, they had like a transit system that was great and efficient like for the time you know there was like trolleys or something and they were just like nope everyone needs a car burn all the energy burn all the gas <laughs> And then they're like, hey, look, we have solar cars. They're great. They're electric, and they don't hurt the environment. And it's just like, 
no, <laughs> we don't want those. <laughs> it was a documentary? Yeah, we have Hummers. Uh, I think so. I mean, I saw it years ago. Okay, was it called so. Who Killed the Electric Car? Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that one. I've seen that a long time ago also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So that's what stuff. I have. Um, now, I believe Brendan has something else for us tonight. He wants to start a new sort of thing. A um, new segment? Ooh. What's this? He just pulled out a pad of paper. It's time for This Week in Conspiracies. At the end of each episode, I want to bring up something that happened this week. Now, unfortunately, when you guys are going to be hearing this, this is going to be last week. So it's like John Oliver last week yeah. tonight. Yeah, last week's conspiracy tonight. Yeah, last like week, it. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like it. We could do this month in conspiracies. I mean, yeah. Or we could do it like this two weeks in conspiracies. <clears throat> this two weeks in conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> this happened some time ago. And it, I mean, I mean, yeah. This is all recent stuff. So basically, we're gonna look into something that happened recently. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I mean, something that doesn't really warrant an episode, but it's like. I mean, it's just like a quick little tidbit here. Okay. Um, I mean, unfortunately, this one is not. I mean. It's almost sort of like an addendum to an episode that we've done already. Oh man, because it, it tags onto that. But do we? Is it going to correct our? Is it going to correct us? It's, on it's, something? I mean, it's not going to correct us on anything. It's just more information. Okay. Um. So, um, I went online and found this article from the Denver Post, uh, which is why I wanted to Keith here. Keith recently moved to Denver, or well, not actual Denver, but he moved to Colorado near Denver, um, and this was posted on July six, twenty seventeen. And we'll have a link to the article on our website. Um, every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. in Fort Collins, uh, people go and gather in a small coffee shop. Why are they gathering in a small coffee shop? Because they are talking about about some conspiracies, things that they don't want people to know that they're talking about. They feel very concerned, and they have a very unpopular opinion about this specific thing. Um, many of them give pseudonyms because they don't want people to know who they are, or they just give first names. Yeah, they're very they're very weird. They like don't want people to know. What am I talking about? These are more flat earthers. Ooh. Woo. There's actually a large uh, conglomerate of flat earthers in Denver. Um, I heard and they in have Colorado. members all around the globe. No, they do. Uh, they do. The di- the discs, please. Um, the leader of this small group. Um, I'm going to give a quote here. Uh, they just do not want to talk about it uh, for fear of reprisals or ridicule from their coworkers. Uh, John Vnook. Winston Ormus. Winston Ormus. <laughs> um, so. Most of these people here are uh, mostly uh, white males, and their uh, their ages vary. Of course, they are. <laughs> ages vary very much. So um, they said from like college males. age to like in their seventies. Um, currently, this group is trying to uh, raise money to let other people know about about the Earth being flat. Um, they currently have a GoFundMe page, which you can donate to if you so choose. Um, they're trying to raise $6,000 to, uh, to put up a billboard. That's a reasonable goal. 
six thousand dollars to put up a billboard um, about the about the flat Earth. Oh, they'll um, reach at least a couple. <laughs> well, goddamn, they should get Stanley Meyer on their case. They should. He uh, got twenty five thousand dollars for making nothing. They've <laughs> already raised four hundred dollars so far. Is a billboard really six thousand dollars? I don't know if it's six thousand dollars, but they have maybe to. Maybe it's subtract. like prime location for a billboard. I mean, maybe I don't know. They could or be. they're renting it for a while. But they do have to subtract $100 out of that $6,000 budget um, in order to pay the winner of the contest that they're doing. You can Ooh. send them a design of the billboard. That's kind of cool. And so, so basically you can design their billboard, and if you win, you get 100 bucks. And then they use your billboard. Can design. I send them really like ironic designs? I mean, I'm sure you could. I was an art major. I'm gonna go into this. The Earth I'll is not flat. Bucks. That's just gonna be my billboard design. The Earth is not flat. Reverse, <laughs> reverse psychology, them. <laughs> I don't know, man. White background, black Helvetica font. Yo, the they can, not flat. <laughs> yo, they can believe it whenever they want. If I can make a hundred dollars off them, I'm happy. Yeah, man. Like I'll throw it to our GoFundMe. <laughs> Straight up, Joe. Like. <laughs> The thing that you can do. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll I'll link I'll link this article um, in the uh, on the website so you guys can take a look, and uh, all the links that I'm going to talk about should be there. Um, so they're all like this whole article just goes into the many people of de- uh, of Colorado that are also really into the flat Earth. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Bob. Uh, Bob Noddle. Um, Bob Noddle. <laughs> Bob Noddle used to be a uh, an engineer for like twenty five years, um, and then he found out that he believes that the Earth is flat. He found out that he believes. He that. found that he out. He just woke up one day. He he realized that his whole life he had believed that, and he didn't realize he had believed that his whole life. Um, <laughs> it's either him or Man, the. I'm happy we didn't have you on for the flat Earth episode. Fuck. <laughs> it's 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 either him or the next guy. Um. But one of the two, um, like, f- like watched like a YouTube video in like 2014, and then was like, "Oh man, you know, like, oh that's so stupid, you know, I'm gonna like fact check this." And so basically, he was like, "My mission now is to prove that the world is round," and he did a bunch of research himself, sides. and he he couldn't find information to prove that the earth was round. YouTube changed yeah. my life too. So he so he defaulted to now the earth is flat. He's the undercover agent who went too deep. Did he default just assume NASA was all lying cuz I feel like you just that he didn't he, he didn't give his sources on where he found that where he didn't find where he didn't find? Yeah, I don't know. Um this is just this is just his story. Um he currently runs the very popular not not very popular but somewhat popular YouTube channel um, Globe Busters, which I kind of want to show you. Should be like Globe Flatteners or Globe Stompers. Globe Busters. Globe Squeezers. I'm going to show you the intro of their video because um, it's just, it's 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 pure gold. I like that all this is done in Fort Collins, which I visited. It is well, the, it's, 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 the, it's, it's, it's not all in Fort Collins. Okay, I was going to say the hipster capital of Colorado. Seems good. Yeah. It's so appropriate too. It's just like <laughs> you believe the world is round, peasant. So every every Sunday they Sunday, do Sunday Sunday they do an episode. Uh, Bob does he, he does an episode about um, uh, basically just talking about stuff. That's cool. It's basically what we do, 
um, except it's a live show and it's like for three hours. Oh, and that's like way too long to talk about their thing flat every week. I it's I don't think it's the earth being that flat. That is many week. hours dedicated <laughs> to that. <laughs> but here is the video. I'm excited. Um, it's very small. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Did they have like a Ghostbusters thing inside of the O? That's pretty sweet. Oh man. Oh yeah, I think you did. Mostly the audio here is what you should be paying attention to. Oh man, they went there. Yo. That's sweet. Oh man. So ghost out. No, no. So it's yeah, they just photoshopped. Oh man. Oh no. Oh god. Dude, I love this. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wow. Many might fall crazy, but these guys are after the truth. And sometimes <laughs> the truth is the craziest thing you've ever heard. I'm glad they didn't spend too much money on this. Dude, man, good good for them. I want to point out that we were just listening to the Ghostbusters theme, but also there was Eminem in the I was going to say, yeah. that sounded sp- <laughs> suspiciously <laughs> like Eminem. How have they not been taken down for copyright infringement? I don't know. And how is this? Is this still the intro? Yeah, this is still the intro. Um, I want to point out um, that all of this is from the Globebusters uh, YouTube page. We don't claim to own any of this whatsoever. Yep. We are just enriching everyone about the Globebusters. Dude, I get still this is so long. <laughs> still the intro. This is a lot to hey, ask. Hey, like our opening's like thirty seconds. Maybe not even. This is far too long. Anywho, if I were on this podcast, if I were on this show, we would have a we would have a talk about shortening that. Immediately. I feel like someone in their intro didn't realize that like horns aren't an instrument. Like, just <laughs> the most beautiful instrument. No, the most Me. beautiful instrument. <laughs> Anyway, uh, dude, again, good for them, man. So, like, that's so that's cool. them. Um, they they have uh, over like 135 videos, and they have collectively over two million views on their videos, which is like pretty awesome. Yeah, well, fuck. And us. we can. Be- I know. We're, we're we scra- got nothing. We're scrapping by with like 200 sick. <laughs> well, they clearly got the big bucks with that intro. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they. Does Bill Murray know about this? <laughs> I don't know if they like. Probably. Paid money Crafty for guy. that. <laughs> so, uh, um, moving on. Um, so, we have another guy. Uh, Mark Sargent also does YouTube videos. Um, he has uh, 7.7 million views. Fuck. Uh, this guy's from Boulder. And he has approximately 40,000 subs. Um, although I looked at most of his videos, and a lot of them were just like repost videos. Okay. So. Well, yeah, yeah, on YouTube. Though. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he has a bunch of YouTube videos, and they're all very much promoting the um, the flat earth and earth whatnot. Flattening. Um, I watched this really bizarre video from these kids um, that he reposted to his, to his channel, and it... it it was very bizarre because it almost seemed like the kids were disproving everything that he stands for. 
So it was like very confusing why okay. he reposted <laughs> that. So yeah, that was bizarre. Um, another another you, uh, YouTuber here. This guy is actually so. This guy is probably my favorite person that we're going to talk about today. Um, he is named uh, his YouTube channel is called ODD Reality. Okay. Um, and he is known um, in Denver as a a rapper. Oh, fantastic. A, a con- I, look, I didn't know how much I wanted conspiracy rap until... Until you listened to until it? Until I listened to it. Like, he is some, like, 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 it's not bad. Yeah? Like, it, like, we're gonna, we're gonna listen to part of a song here, and this is entirely owned by him. Um, we don't claim to own anything. Um, but Legal mumbo jumbo. This guy, uh... I do not consent to this. I do not consent to this unlawful procedure of us not owning the thing. I'm making a redemption theory joke. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't or consent. He, yeah. Um. So I, so I, I his album do not consent to being sued for stealing his music. <laughs> Perfect. The album that we're going to be listening to is uh, Never Sleep Again, and like, like if I was if I was going to be like a guy who rapped about conspiracy theories, you know, I I'd, I'd assume that he'd probably do like one or two songs about that, and then like rap about normal stuff. But literally, his entire album is about conspiracy and whatnot. Okay, and it's it's actually pretty good. This one's called Zombie Land. That's a movie. That it was it a is. good movie. That's oh. copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, this is Bill Murray's in both. So oh, he man. raps about conspiracies generally. Y- yeah. Does he? And he does. He's in Denver, and does he attend these Flat Earth meetings? Uh, I don't know, uh, but you'll see why I brought him up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yo. He literally went redemption theory. That's amazing. Uh, so, like, I, like, I made the joke. Already, you did. And you like, did. I'm, like I'm not a rap him. This ain't bad. Wait, we can just steal his music because you can do whatever you want because there's no laws. Because, re- <laughs> yeah, you can just redeem it. <laughs> Yo, we it's should. Fine. Like, I'm we gonna sh- redeem your music. Does he have a SoundCloud? Should we link to that? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll link to. His I'm gonna stuff. link to the article and I'll try and link to, to his YouTube page. Like it's. This has a surprisingly high production quality, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's I'm, like, I'm impressed, yeah, this is actually. Pretty, this is pretty good. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that last line. Uh, he says, I welcome you to the divided states of zombie land. Ooh. Which, is, which I think is a pretty cool line. Anyway, so yeah. I listened to his full album today at work. And I was not disappointed. Like I was like, would the kids call this fire? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was straight up like dancing as I was, as I was working. Awesome. Like it was great. Um, I highly recommend listening to the rest of the album because it's 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 very good. Um, That's cool. <laughs> Mulder was right. Very much approves of this guy. <laughs> um, Maybe we could do a collab someday. It'd be great. I already made fun of him. Maybe maybe I guess you're not going to be on that podcast. (laughs) Anyway, so the reason why I bring this up is because we're getting 
the first ever Flat Earth International Conference towards the end of this year. Now, unfortunately, it's not going to be in Denver, where we would easily be able to attend. Yes. Unfortunately, it's in Raleigh, North Carolina. That is slightly far from here. I don't why? know. Why? I don't know why. Okay. How far is it? Dude. Still far if the Earth that, is flat. That's actually the center of the flat Earth. It's the center of the flat Earth. <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> I always knew it was you. <laughs> uh, so it's happening November 9th and tenth of this year. That's cool. Um, apparently, it's already sold out too. What do you mean it's sold? Sold out. Sold out. Shaq like, bought like all they, the like tickets. Sha- <laughs> like <laughs> Shaquille. Like you know how Comic Con? Yeah, it's sold out. Um, but yeah, so the reason why I brought up all those dudes is because they're all attending. That's Interesting. awesome. Yeah. Oh man, maybe we should try to go some year. I he hope so. Be. I kind of want to attend this one year. Do you think they'll live stream it? Like, I know most cons like I mean, do maybe, something like that. Maybe That'd I be don't awesome. know. I don't know. I like. <clears throat> I still love this like rapper here. Like, I would go to one of his concerts. <laughs> Maybe we should try like next year if it's if if they do like a round two with this. Like, I mean, what's, yeah. what's what's great about this is that Sakif is literally. I, that's why I kind of wanted him on this episode. I mean, I wanted him on this episode anyway because we love Sakif, but yeah. I want him specifically for this episode for this part where we could talk about him being in Denver. And like, I was like, Sakif, you got to go to Fort Collins, and like, and like, and like, be one of those guys. Too fair. I don't think Sakif would be. I know. Too up for. I know. Him. Yeah. I know, but. It's the thought there. Um, I'm going to end this with a quote here. Um, this Wake is, up, sheeple. This is from uh, Noddle. Um, although uh, ODD reality, he does, in fact, refer to people as sheeple in several of his songs. Awesome. So Excellent. That's, that's a fun little tidbit wake there. Wake me up. Wake me up, sheeple. But um, <laughs> Noddle, uh, it's not about the money. Uh, they want to, or they want complete mind control. This is in reference to. Um, he believes that, like, the reason why they're covering up the Earth is flat is because the companies and people who basically... I mean, he's basically advocating here that, that we have the Illuminati, the New World Order, where we are currently just being yeah, mind-controlled. So, um, yeah, I mean, that all ties in there. So, anyway, uh, that was an article that I read this week. Um from the Denver Post. Pretty well, cool. Well, good finds, Brendan, and great subject. Today. I do I do want to bring up that while researching free energy, so I, I talked a little bit about, I talked about Harp, which was my first episode, and I talked about Vril. That ties into it, which was my third episode. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, I, you know, I probably won't touch on redemption theory, but I was, I found one more website that was talking about free energy. And it's like 15 chapters of this guy's book he's put online. So I just clicked the last chapter, chapter 15, and it starts... Chapter 15, you are being deceived. Without your knowledge, you were stolen from your parents at birth and automatically became the judicial property of a commercial company pretending to be your government. What you think is uh, what you think of as your birth certificate is proof of this action. You did it. So you hit literally, all three. I hit all three. That's pretty impressive. And this was on a free energy website where this guy's talking about like like sapping energy from the vacuum and like and this was just thrown in there also. That was perfect. Your birth certificate is just a receipt. I did not explicitly run into white supremacists this time. Though I'm certain they all of them were. Oh, they're doing they're doing (laughs) Carolina, right? The flat earth thing. They might be going to North Carolina. Not that this matters, but all of the people that I just talked about were entirely white. 
Yeah, I remember you saying that like the entire group. Even basically. the rapper. Yeah, yeah, dude, rapper's white. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I highly, highly suggest that you guys go listen to it because it's actually pretty. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of rap and I don't know rap very well, but it was actually very enjoyable to listen to. So I recommend that to our listeners. Um, you know, if you want to, up to you, man. Uh, Unless thank- he's, he could be a white supremacist, in which case, don't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know too much about him. All yeah. I know is that his music was was pretty hot. I just worry these days. Fire you know? again, as the kids would he was, say. He, he, he was spitting That's that fire. That's fair. Like, you get into some weird corners in the internet, and then you're like, well, this seems reasonable. Oh, it's not. No, yeah. no, no, no. Abort. Back out. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's on my search history. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm on a list now. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um... If you guys want to leave a review on iTunes, it really helps us out. It really helps us with those search engines. Um, you Do can, it. You can find us uh, anywhere where you can find podcasts. It's like uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all those fun places. Um, we're on Twitter, Facebook, at MWRCast. So tweet at us or something if you want. Um, we are. Uh, we also tweet a uh, alternative fact of the day. Mm-hmm. So if you like those... Um, it's it's a fun little thing there. They're a fun little thing we do on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, so uh, enjoy those. Um, you can find us on our website, uh, molderwasright.wordpress.com. Um, this is where we post all of our sources and all of the stuff. that. So check that out. Um, I'll try and post a link to this guy's uh, super sweet album. Uh, if you like the music, check out Christian Tadino um, on SoundCloud. He's an awesome dude. In the coming weeks, he's going to be doing an episode with us about uh, Tupac. So Sweet. That, that Tupac. Whoa. So get ready for that. Um, I don't have a time frame, but it's going to be sometime soon. So be excited. Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. Wake, Wake up, up, sheeple. Winston Almas. <laughs>